Hello and welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage Podcast. I'm Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing tonight? Doing good, buddy. How about you? We're doing good. Uh, well, tonight's podcast is going to be a little bit different than it's been being. We just got one college football game that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Braves clinching the East Division. We're going to talk about the Ryder Cup. We're going to talk about Ohio State, Penn State. And uh, I think that may be it. Uh, but we're going to start out with the uh, Ohio State and Penn State game. Uh, you know, that's a big game in uh, in Happy Valley. Both teams undefeated in the top ten. Uh, you know, both both teams have good quarterbacks that are playing well. You know, McSorley is an experienced guy. He's been around the program for a few years now. Uh, and Haskins has been playing lights out for Ohio State. This will be over my second game back after his three-game suspension. Uh, 6.30 kickoff on ABC Saturday night. It's going to be a good game. I know Penn State's at home, but I really feel like Ohio State's the better team. And I think uh, Haskins makes the plays late, and Ohio State's going to pull out a victory of 24-20. to 20. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. Um I mean, this, this is this is going to be a, a slobber knocker of a game. Uh, like I said, it's it's we've talked about it before. It's hard to go to, I mean, anywhere as a away team and win uh, because it's going to be a night game. It's going to be loud and and um, you know Penn State, but um, you know Miss Swarley, you know he's uh, had a pretty decent season this year. Um, he's only completing fifty three percent of his passes. Um, but I I think Ohio State's uh just like you said, just too talented. Um they um you know, they've been clicking without um Urban Meyer being being there and um so I, I think Penn State's gonna win or not Penn State, but Ohio State's gonna win uh probably with a with a last second field goal. I'm thinking about thirty one to twenty eight. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Haskins is really the, the difference in the game. Yeah. He is just playing so well right now. You know, he's thrown for almost twelve hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, and one interception. You know, he's completing. I mean, it's crazy. Almost seventy six percent of his passes. Yeah. So you know, he's he him and Tua to me have played better than about anybody in the country at the quarterback position. Yeah, they have. Uh, so that's the only college football game we're going to talk about. There's a couple other good games, you know, Stanford, Notre Dame, but we felt like the Ohio State Penn State game was probably the best game because neither one of us, I don't believe, is really sold on Notre Dame being a top ten team right now. No, but that's just kind of how they where they're at right now. We'll kind of with with that game between Stanford this weekend. Uh, but moving on, we we do want to talk about the Atlanta Braves and. And how they won their first division title since what 2013? Yep, 2013. And uh, you know that, that's big. You know they they got a young team. You know they're, they're, the guy who leads the team in home runs is 20 years old, and Ronald Acuna Jr. You know, and Freddie Freeman. You know he he is just he epitomizes what it means to be an Atlanta Brave. You know he's since he's been there, really the, the team struggled, and you know he, he struggled through re- rebuilding years and. You know he's he's still only twenty nine years old. Yeah, uh, but he 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 hit, he he's hit 
he's hitting 308 this season, 23 home runs, 95 RBIs. You know, he's and that's about what he's going to give you every single year. He's yeah. solid over on first base. You know, he's really just a team player. He gets you hits when you need hits. Yeah, you got when you talk about the Braves, you got to talk about the season Nick Markake has had. He he had a really good season. The, the second half of the season was not as good as the first half, but you know he he still had a really good year for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and 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 also Ozzy. You know, everybody loves Ozzy and and the, and the the helmet flying off when he's rounding bases. And <laughs> yeah, you know he. What I like is this team is just fun to watch. You can tell they love the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. They're young, they're energetic, and and they're just passionate about the game, and that's really good to see. and And I hope they can keep this nucleus of young talent, and you know, make some make some runs at the championship over the next few years. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's the bullpen has struggled all year. Um, right. You know, this this off season, whatever happens in the playoffs, you know, that's got to be, you know, it's got to be priority. Number one, number two, we gotta get some bullpen help. But, but for this season itself, I mean, look, you know, you you had a Kuna. He's only played 107 games. I mean, right. and I I understand the business aspect of it, but if they would have kept him up after spring training, this kid could probably have 30 to 35 home runs already. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. next year, I mean, he is, and he's only got 60 RBIs. Of course, he's he's the he's our leading leading off. Of course, you don't have a lot of people on base when the when you hit right behind the pitcher, you know. So, right. I mean, if if we get somebody that can consistently lead off like Ender did last year for us, move him down to maybe behind Freddie or behind Freddie, and you know whoever's going to be right fielder next year because Marquez's uh, contract ends. That's another big thing, uh, right? But he could he could have thirty, thirty five, maybe forty homers and over hundred RBIs next year. And, you know, but one of the biggest things for me is I've always been high on, on Mike Fortinevich. And, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. a couple of years, you know, for the last couple of years he struggled. He's only had a four – he's had like a four, three, seven ERA. But now he is, he's his, his record's been terrible. I mean, he's got a winning record. He's like 12 and 11 or, or 11 and 10 or something. But he's getting no run support, and he's got a 2.88 ERA. I mean, he has pitched lots out. And he's pretty much proven to be the, the ace going forward, unless we, we, of course, trade or sign somebody in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. He, he's 12-10 and 10 this season with a 2.88 ERA. Yeah. I mean, he has been outstanding. You know, and he, this is another young guy. He'll, he'll turn 27 in a couple of weeks. But yeah. he, he really is the ace, ace of that rotation right now. Mm-hmm. And and for the next few years, and you know, there's a couple of young guys in that rotation that that show a lot of potential, and yeah. Uh, so it's it's really going to be. You know, I think I think this postseason they're playing with house money. Nobody thought they'd be in this position right now. Okay. You know, they're gonna they're gonna win at you know ninety games at least. They got a few games left, so you know they. I mean, if you'd have told me before the season the Braves would win ninety games, I'd have mm-hmm. said yeah, right, yeah, yeah whatever. But yeah. uh. This team is really, you know, and and I I fussed on on the manager a lot for because he he seems like he pulls the starters out a little too soon and yeah leaves it up to the bullpen. But you know you got to give him credit. You know Snicker he's uh, he's I can, I can never say his last name right. I don't know why yeah. I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. Ron Snicker. It's, a, it's it's not even a hard last name, but I can't say it. <laughs> 
but he he has a he's done a good job with this team, and and you know, it's it they're they're talented, but they are young, and it's yep. it's hard to get young guys, uh, their keep them attentive and and focused yep. for for the baseball season's a long season, mm-hmm. and I I kept waiting for the for the team to kind of not collapse, but you know to go into a slump, and they just never did. They just kept plucking away, and here they are at eighty nine and seventy. With a few games left in the regular season, and yeah. you know, and they're Eastern Division champs, and it's uh, it's it's really remarkable what this team's done this year. And you know, as as a lifelong Braves fan, both of us, it's it's really good to see them back on top in the East. And uh, yeah. you know, we, we were used to that in the '90s as we when we were kids, and yeah, they won it every single year. And you know, it's just a lot of fun right now. You know, we, we suffered a few years and it was hard to watch, but you know, it seems like they're back and you know, they got some staying power with the young talent that they have. Oh yeah. And I was critical on uh on Camargo early in the year because he was not hitting anything and but but the second half he broke out and, and he has been lights out hitting and uh yeah. had a lot of clutch moments. Um the the injury right now to Dansby is it's going to be like a wait and see whether he's going to be able to be be active for the playoffs, but mm-hmm. it kind of, kind of. I mean, yeah, Culberson's been really hot off the bench for us, but but putting him in for Dansby's spot has weakened pretty much weakened the the uh, the depth of the of the bench. So we'll have to see how that that is going forward. But you know the with that young pitching staff. I mean, Mont Soroka he got injured, but he was pitching great. Uh, he'll be back next year. Uh, you know, you, you we've seen flashes of uh, Tuki Tucson. I mean, he oh he yeah, looks, he looks awesome. Um, Kyle Wright has pitched some out of the bullpen. Uh, hadn't really looked comfortable, but I mean, pitching out of the bullpen when you've been starting your whole career down in the Triple A probably plays a little bit of mind games with you a little bit. But you know, we got him. I mean, I mean the the bull the the pitching up and coming is is out you know amazing i mean we still got newcomb yeah. he looks kind of hey newcomb kind of looks like he's a little tired right now you know so and he's kind of struggled the last couple of games i think he had a good game last night though pitching um but um i, I for years to come that you know with, with acuna and freeman albies the resurgence of camargo you know that bullpen or the and that rotate or the the lineup and then the rotation that we have, we got to solidify the bullpen. But here's an interesting thing: there's a lot of people who you know saying that we may go after Bryce Harper. If you put Bryce Harper in that lineup, we could win a hundred games next year easy, right? With, yeah, with bullpen or with bullpen help, right? Especially yeah, the the bullpen is, is the is the biggest issue right now. Yeah. They're, they're really a solid reliever away from, you know, being able to compete. Oh yeah. Uh, for the national league. And I don't think anybody's going to beat the Red Sox. I think they're too stout this yeah, season, but, you're right. uh, but, but I mean, if the Braves had a good bullpen, you know, or even just one good bull guy in the bullpen, you know, that you could really count on, uh, I, I could, I, they, they would have a chance to win, win the national league. Oh yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, but they're they're still ahead of the head of the curve for me. You know, definitely. And and, and to touch on uh, Camargo, you know, he really did struggle at the beginning of the year. And anybody that that keeps up with you on Facebook knows that you give him a hard time I early did. in the season. Yeah. But you know, he's he's batting two seventy with eighteen home runs this season. And 
That's you know he's 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 really turned turned around down turned around this season, and yeah. you know that's good to see when a young guy can can kind of learn from what he's doing wrong and and correct his mistakes and get better. And and he done it, and he's he's had a, he's had a really good second season. Yeah, second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second half of the season, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, moving on now to the uh, we're going to talk about the Ryder Cup a little bit. You know, we're big golf fans. We we love playing golf. We love watching golf, and uh. I'm really excited about this Ryder Cup. I love the U.S. team, and I love I love the way they have the matches set up right now. You know, I'm looking at the matches right now. The the eight ten tee time is Tony Finau and Brooks Kepka, and uh, for the U.S. I love that they'll be they'll be paired against Justin Rose and John and John Rahm, and uh, you know that's that's really fun. And then the second match you got Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler. You know, I mean, you talk about this, the names on the U.S. team. You yeah. Know, and, and, and it's good to see Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth pair up together. Yes. Uh, against Paul Casey and uh, Tyrell Hatton. And, of course, Tiger Woods, you know, you know, Tiger gets the big win last week. He, he's paired up with Patrick Reed. But uh, – and Tommy Tommy Fleet, Fleetwood's one of the guys on the opposite side. But – uh. But I, we we have to talk about Tiger Woods. We, we didn't really plan to talk about Tiger Woods, but you know, right now he is the really. I, I think he is the even with NFL going on right now and college football. I think he is the story of the past couple of weeks in sports. He is that gathering in the crowd at the 18th hole Sunday was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. Oh, in yeah, sports definitely. You know, I, I've never been a Tiger fan. I've never just disliked Tiger, but I've never w- would be what you called a Tiger fan. Mm-hmm. But his comeback, I mean, you can't take that away from him. The dude has had uh, health issues. You know, he had personal issues several years ago too. But he has come back from all that, and, you know, he's playing really good golf right now. Yeah. And, you know, and he, he seems like he's been humbled by some of the experiences he's he's went through the last several years. And I mean, in truth be told, the the game of golf is better when Tiger Woods is playing. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that the, there's more eyes on the TV screen, and it's it's and and you've seen what the gallery was like at the 18th hole last week. And, yeah. You know, it, it's just a lot of fun to see. You know, and Tiger he plays with a lot of passion. You can tell that it means something to him, and and that's what you want to see in a golfer. And he is just. He, he's lighting it up right now. I hope he can carry it over to the Ryder Cup. Me too. And uh, I think it's going to be a great event. And you know, I I, I really like the, the the USA's chances to to you know remain. You know, they won it in 2016. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like they can hold on to that. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I look forward to it. And and I think the resurgence of Tiger Woods has has even added fuel to the fire of of, of what this Ryder Cup is going to do as far as you know tv ratings and and, and viewership I, I think it's going to be one of the most watched Ryder cups uh in, in a long time i agree um you know they they do this like like every two years you know uh, right you know but I, I was doing some research but you know we've not beat the european team on their home turf since 1993 so mm. you know there there's something to to look forward to you know u.s and U.S. only has an eight and eleven record against Europeans since nineteen seventy nine, and um, but you know twenty fourteen we it was on, you know over there uh, across the across the ocean, and we didn't have Tiger on the team, 
Uh, mm-hmm. so I, I believe Tiger, like you said, he he's the X factor. If if Tiger Woods is playing like the old Tiger, which looks like he's coming back into form, you know, I I don't see how he's going to lose. He he may have some matches with with his part, you know, his counterpart, but mm-hmm. but if if him and especially uh, tomorrow, if him and Patrick Reed have a, have a good solid round, I believe they can beat Fleetwood and uh. Marlinari and um yeah but I, I think Tiger will be our X factor and, and I, I think the uh the US will, will come out on top this this go around and finally get that you know we'll hey hit the trophy back. We we had it but finally beat the Europeans on their soil since ninety three. Yeah, you know, I, and and the two the two pairings I, I want, you know, I, I'm a big Justin Thomas fan. Yeah. You know, he represents the University of Alabama in a great way, and, and I like Jordan Spieth, too. Mm-hmm. You know, both them guys are young. This is Justin Thomas's first time at the Ryder Cup. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's he's not had a, as good a season in 2018 as he did in 2017, but he's still one of the best golfers in the world. Yep. Uh, Patrick Reed's won a lot of tournaments, and, you know, Ricky Fowler, you know, he's got a big name. Dustin Johnson's one of the best players in the world. Yep. And Brooks Kepka's playing – better than anybody in the world right he now. He is. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, and Tony Finau, he's somebody to watch too. He you know, he's he he he's 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 made some noise this this year and uh he's played really well and it's it's been a lot of fun to watch him. You know, he's he's a good young player. Uh you know, I just really like this team, but the the two as far as the two pairings I like the most is, is Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and then Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I think those are going to be real fun to watch. I think, I think that uh, I like both their matchups uh, with the Europeans, and uh, I just think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and you know, all, all the the USA pairings I really like. You know, um, but the the one the biggest one to watch, of course, will be Tiger and Patrick. But another one will be Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson. They they got to go against Rory McIlroy. And right. Roy, you know, he's probably the biggest name on on the European side. You know, Justin Rose and, and Paul like Casey and, T- and Tommy Fleetwood. He's a pretty big name. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, Roy, he, he's not had that good of a season in the last couple of years. But I think he's had some personal issues and, and health issues as well. But uh be interesting to see, just see how, how he plays in it. But, you know, Jordan Speed, Justin Thomas, they're both young. Uh, they're – they're both probably the future of the USA Ryder Cup teams. Um, yeah, and, and Brooks. And Brooks. I mean, Brooks. That you know, it was we was watching the Masters that he won, and but you you know, Tiger's making his run then, but Brooks just kept his composure and he just played within himself and right. and he you know that that's one thing about it you know when Tiger wasn't doing good nobody really had any pressure but but. But Tiger started coming up in the Masters, you know, through the leaderboard. But Brooks, you know, that that's the main thing. You got to keep your composure. But and he did, and I and and like you said, Finau, he's he's had a good a good season, and and he was the last captain's pick, which I'm glad he, he got picked because, you know, I believe I believe he's gonna uh, do something good for us as well. Right. You know, and 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 you kind of you kind of alluded to it when you see Tiger Woods' name rising. On the leaderboard, yeah. I mean, you can't help but get a little nervous because 
when it gets to the weekend and to the end of Saturday and into Sunday, if Tiger's got a chance, oh yeah, he, most of the time he's going to close in on you. Definitely. And you know that you know that's going to be added pressure to you. And like you said, over the last several years, you haven't felt that pressure because he's been virtually non-existent. Exactly. And and that's not the case anymore. I I hope he's here to stay. The game of golf is better when he's at the top of it. Yes. Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. We're looking forward to college football. Of course, we're looking forward to watching Alabama too. You know, even though you know it's a it's a smaller team they're playing, but you know it's always fun to watch them play. Uh, and Auburn's got a uh, who does Auburn got this weekend? I've, I've done Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Southern Miss. Yeah, that didn't close out the schedule, but uh, yeah, they they should win that game. But I, I do want to say, you know, something about Auburn. You know, their 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 lack of running game is really is really throwing off their offense right now. It is. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. Yep. It won't be a problem this week. But you know, as they get into the meat of their schedule, that could become an issue. And they may they may get it figured out. But the offensive line's got to play better for them and, and, and they gotta establish a running game somehow and yep. take some of the pressure off of Stidham. Uh it's just some quick thoughts about Alabama real quick, you know, the uh uh, they they played well for the most part Saturday. Texas A&M is a good football team. Mm-hmm. Tua remains unstoppable. It seems like he's just he's like a robot out there. He just knows where to go with the football, and he puts it where he wants to. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun watching watching the season continue. And you know it's really been a fun season so far. Yeah, it has. Uh, the that comeback by Stanford last weekend was unbelievable. That was amazing. I thought we both blew that game. Yeah, because <laughs> we I, we picked Stanford and it didn't look too good to begin with. But uh, but Stanford made the comeback and and I think the better team won that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a fun season and you know it's really just getting started. Yeah. So, you know, the meat of the schedules are about to come up for most teams, and you know when when you start playing ACC teams week in and week out, or Big Ten teams, or ACC teams. You know, you're when you're in your conference every week, and you're with in your division every week. That's that's when it becomes a bloodbath, so yeah, to speak. Definitely, and, and it gets real real fun to watch. And we're looking forward to that. You know, watch the Ryder Cup this weekend. You don't want to miss that. You know, if if you, if you think you like the game of golf, you need to watch it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Of course, of course, don't forget about the Ohio State at Penn State at six thirty Saturday night. Yeah, I I uh, want to say one more thing. You got it. okay. That's all right. Um, I want to give uh, two two things. You know, Kentucky's looking really good, and uh, and mm-hmm. well, of course, we didn't talk about it, but they got South Carolina. It's at Lexington. But what I really want to make a point of, yeah, you just beat Mississippi State. You're having a good season, but March Stoops, do not call out Georgia or Alabama. I mean, you do not do that. You have a good team, but you know, I don't. You're not up to talent level with Georgia or in Alabama. So just play within yourself. Let your guys go out there and play and, and do what they do, but don't call out the big boys until you play Georgia in a few more weeks. And if you beat them, then, then maybe you, you'll be able to play Alabama probably in the, in the SEC championship game since you got the tiebreaker over Georgia unless you lose another game. But just, just, just enjoy it and don't call out the, you know, the big boys until you actually and, get up there to, you know, to their level. What's so interesting is the fact that I don't know if you even know this or not, but Kentucky's ranked number seventeen. They're four and zero, and they're at home versus South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, ESPN's Football Power Index has South Carolina with the edge as far as the uh, chance of winning. They have them at a fifty-three point seven chance of winning. Wow! <laughs> so it's it's that that's a little strange to me. Kentucky's a one-point favorite, so it's really a toss-up. Mm-hmm. Um, but this seems like a game that in the past Kentucky would lose. So we'll, yeah, we'll see right. if, if this season's different. It seems a little different, but I, I got I, I, I want to see him win this one before it's yeah before I'm just completely sold on them because you know they really dominated Mississippi State last weekend and 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 Benny Snell he he oh, is legitimate. Yeah. I mean he's one of the best running backs in the country. He, he's There's no doubt about it. You know yeah and and you know they they played well on defense last week yep. and they they absolutely shut down Nick Fitzgerald and. You know, Benny Snell ran all over me. He had a big game, and and yeah. he he like I said, he's one of the best backs in the country. And and this game right here against South Carolina, you know, they just need to make sure they're focused. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I think Kentucky is the better team, but like I said in the past, this is a game that that Kentucky would slip and lose that they shouldn't lose. Yeah. And then it kind of has the domino effect on the rest of their season. So we'll say that's something to keep your eye on Saturday night too. Yeah. From Lexington, Kentucky. At six thirty on the SEC Network, mm-hmm. if you want to watch that game. So uh, that's all we have for tonight. Uh, we look forward to doing another episode here next few days. Uh, we're looking, like we said, we're looking forward to the SEC schedule really beefing up, getting into it. Yep. Uh, the baseball postseason will be starting next week, and we're just really looking forward to what's coming up in sports. Yep. And uh, we hope y'all have a good weekend. I'm Stacy Blackwood. Make sure you give our podcast a follow at double cub underscore pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Y'all have a good night. See y'all. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming. And we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.